Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. I didn't have it set right. That's okay. Just leave it alone. Hello, everybody. Uh, we're obviously, uh, you know, it, uh, whatever the case may be, it's my fault. I, I learned the hard way. I've had many wives. No, he doesn't have any wives anymore. This is a, this is a, this is a confessional. He's, he's <laughs> had many wives. Bless me, Father, because I have sinned. <laughs> For the, from the 25th annual Keels and Wheels Concourse d'Elegance, this is the In Wheel Time Car Show. Uh, on today's expanded live show, we got celebrated guests, dignitaries, participants in this weekend's mm-hmm. concourse, a couple of surprises as well. We'll have uh, also the Stories Making Automotive News headlines this week. That more just ahead here on the In Wheel Time Car Show. So glad that you could join us today. I did want to remind you that the In Wheel Time Car Show streams on Facebook, YouTube, InWheelTime.com. Podcasts available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Podcast, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon, and Podcast Addict, to name a few. And uh, we're so glad. I'm sorry? You did name a few. You did. That's a mouthful there. I did. That was just to name a few. Yeah, that's what I said. We're so glad to have uh, in our remote studio today, Mr. Frank Campanelli. He's a. I was. I was told that you were a VIP judge. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what that means. Well, that's what, what I was going to ask yeah. you. Uh, so, uh, tell me what that means. Uh, I think it means that I've known Bob Fuller, who's a very dear friend and uh, a fellow car nut. Yeah. Um, and we've known each other for many years, decades now, and um, I. My background is cars you know it goes back to my grandfather and uh, um, I'm relatively knowledgeable about it I'm in the financial services business I'm a pretty senior executive in that I actually actually know more about cars no actually in Michigan and New York City both yeah yeah where are you from originally I'm originally from Birmingham Michigan okay (laughs) All right. Another Detroiter. Another Detroiter. That that is Jeffrey Zekin over here. There you go. Uh, he's a Detroiter as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, you said dignitary, so we're both here. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we That's have right. to include you. I know. But uh, so, uh, you don't live here. I don't live here. Although I will say that if I was going to pick another state to live in, it'd be Texas. Bingo. Yeah. I'm Good just, answer. I'm just a little right of a till of the hun, you know. So. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you got to think he's in financial services, so living in a place that has no state income tax has its benefits. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, are, you, are you judging? I am uh, kind of overseeing a group of uh, judging teams, uh, mostly today around the Italian cars the ferraris and the maseratis is that your specialty more so than anything the other specialty i have is in prototype cars so this is what what they call carrozzeria in italy the coachworks companies they're the companies that build the bodies for the cars so in italy there's companies like bertoni Pininfarina, ghia you know and uh, my uncle actually ran ghia in italy for oh, many wow. years and uh, wow. and uh, built a lot of the cars that you see here today like the maserati ghibli the ghibli spider and he also, uh, his best friend was Virgil Exner, who was a head of global design for Chrysler back in the 50s. Yep. And they were building um, American-Italian cars called Dual Ghia, which were the cars of the Rat Pack, actually. Wow. So my uncle was building those cars, and Frank Sinatra bought the first one of each series. Dean Martin bought two. Joey Bishop. Uh, Joey you know, Bishop. Joey uh, Bishop. Yeah, Peter Lawford, oh, Sammy man. Davis Jr. Uh, Dean Martin bought two at a time for he and his wife, Jeannie. And so I was going back and forth to Italy as a little kid and watching them hand form 
these cars. So, you know, a lot of these uh, Coachworks built cars are really, truly rolling art, rolling sculpture. Absolutely. Guys are there hammering that, that sheet metal. Pretty, pretty interesting process. Well, just a, a side note here. You know, you remind me of a, a drag racer by the name of Joe Amato. I worked, oh, yeah. I, I worked for Joe Amato. Yeah. 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 Of course you did. I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, that's a compliment. So uh, at any rate, uh, back back to your specialty Italian cars. Uh, and, and since the Ford versus Ferrari theme we have here today, um, what do you think of the movie cars? I think they're, they're spectacular recreations. I was talking to Aaron Shelby about it earlier. And, um, you know, the, the, the level of quality that the builders, and they happen to be from Troy, Michigan as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the level of quality that they put into the remanufacturing of those cars is, is just spectacular. I mean, it would rival a lot of the coach works that, that was done in Italy at that time. Uh, and the... Uh, not only the the actual sheet metal work, but the fabrication of the chassis and the overall engineering and re-engineering in many cases of the I original was say, cars. In some, in some cases, probably, forgive me, better in the recreation that they did because they've allowed the technology that wasn't even available back then. Well, even if it's hand formed, there's still certain ways you can improve on a hand formed piece of metal. Well, they're, they're and looking at the chassis and the engines and the electronics and stuff, you know, that stuff wasn't even even thought of. Back no, in it wasn't. Days. I mean, you, and to make your point in regard to hand forming, I mean, when I was a kid, we go to in Torino, Italy. You know, that's where a lot of the coach works were in and around their Modena, right. Marinello, and everything. But you would see these guys there, and they'd be forming. They'd start forming the sheet metal. They, you know, a lot of Italy got bombed out during World War II, especially in the north, and. You know, they were working their lean-tos, right? They didn't yeah, even have oh, buildings, wow. and they were forming the metal over tree stumps, yeah. right? And uh, they would take burlap sacks and fill them with sand and then harden the sand with Pound water and form yeah. it and then start forming the sheet metal around it. They would weld two pieces of sheet metal together without welding rod, and those guys were so good that they knew that when that metal cooled, they would get just a compound curve that they needed to start to form that front of that fender on that Ferrari. That True artistry. That's incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. So when you look at these cars, you look at the engine compartment, can you tell if somebody's done something to the engine? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He's the VIP. Yeah, totally. He's the yeah. man. From Detroit. Yeah. I know this guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, right down to the plating on the crown nuts on the cam covers. I mean, you know, a lot of people will over-restore a car. And they'll think, God, that would look so much better if those were chrome nuts or they were polished stainless steel or something, and they're not supposed to be. That if it wasn't the way they were originally. Does it look better if they do it that way? In my opinion, absolutely. Does it count it, but, off? But if you, it, it takes points off, especially if you get into really serious point judging. I judge the shows all over the country and actually in other parts of the world as well. So I'm at Amelia Island or at Pebble Beach, Concorso Italiano in Monterey Peninsula. I mean – they get right down to whether or not you have the right taillight screws and whether the screws and the hose clamps were exactly as they were back. So the competition is so tough at that point because everybody is trying to be the best. You've got to find who's not quite there. Well, you do, and especially when you get to the point where these cars are restored by some of the best artisans in the world, and a lot of them are right here in America today, right, that, you know, they're so close Right, right, that it's very hard to find something wrong. And I'll give you an example. Of, I, it must have been about five years ago. 
and uh, Bob had me judging a class of cars, and it was sports cars, and we had two Corvettes in it. It was right here, right in front of here. And um, there were 63 split-window Corvettes. Great. And so I was looking at one of them, and I was under the hood, and the guy that owned the car next to it comes up to me, and he whispers to me, and he hands me a machinist scale. Now, if any of you know anything about a machinist scale, it measures right down to a 32nd of an inch, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, you know, why? You know, and he whispers in my ear. He goes, the overspray on the manifold. I said, what about the overspray on the manifold, right? He goes, well, his is three-quarters of an inch. It's only supposed to be (laughs) five-eighths. I said, you're kidding me, right? So 1963, old Herman has been drinking beer all weekend, right? <laughs> and they didn't have robots in 63. So he had the guy with the spray gun, right? <laughs> and he's, he's spraying like and this. And he was right? a sixteenth of an and inch. And, man, better, he right? hit that sucker within a sixteenth of an inch every single time he did it. It's hilarious. Fridays I mean, or Mondays, yeah. Yeah. But he's, I mean, he's trying to have you find points off on the guy sitting next to him. Well, but that's, you know, the, the Corvette guys might be the worst of the worst in terms of being Absolutely. We know that guy. <laughs> right? We know well, that I'm guy. driving a C8 Corvette right now. That's my daily driver, right? But, so, but, I mean, they're nuts. You know, the, you, you know Corvettes, right? Yeah. You, know, one. you know the antenna tip, right? It's either a hexagon <laughs> or a pen, you know, right, or an octagon. I mean, who would know this stuff? Right, but, Corvette but, guys. Yeah, those guys, right. <laughs> so, Frank, if, if I'm restoring a vehicle, can I reach out to you as, as the builder of this and say, hey, I've got a question about the nuts, the bolts, the chrome, the, the three-quarters of an inch. Can people reach out to you for guidance on how to restore? Depending on the car. In the, yes. in yeah. the field yeah. that you're in. in yeah, expert. in the field yeah. that you're yeah. in. Yeah, they can, yeah. So, so yeah. the other thing you mentioned is here in the United States, there are a number of uh, – companies that do these level restorations there's probably not a large number of them but a number of so do you know the how do i say this the idiosyncrasies of the different companies where you know if if company a does it here's an area i need to look at because i've seen that company make this not mistake but leave this short here and then company b they do a better job of this but you want to look at this area that they they don't quite meet spec on it yeah, I mean, so like you're talking about, let's say, cadmium plating or chrome work or something. There's only a couple of places in America where the the prep work prior to chroming the part more important will meet the standards of of a high end Concord Elegance, right? There's only a couple of them. There's probably thousands of chrome shops in America. But there's only a couple that really do it right, and you got to know who they are. I have a really good local friend here who's an astronaut. I actually grew up in Michigan in Kingo yeah, Harbor. His go. name is Drew Fustel, mm. right? And he lives about 10 minutes away from here. He just came down from being up in the space station. In fact, he'll be here tomorrow. Came down from being in the space station for six months, right? Oh, my gosh. And he is a great mechanic, and he's restoring a Mercedes in his garage now, right now as we speak. And um, and we were looking at, at all of the different coatings that he was using as he's restoring all the components in the engine. I mean, this guy is serious as a heart attack about making sure making it's it right. right. Yeah. And doing the research to find who that right person is that can do it correctly. And it's really a search. And sometimes it's not in the United States. Sometimes you're sending it off to Denmark or you're wow. you know, back to Italy or wherever it might be. Because so, that's the only person in the world that can do it correctly. That's that the only person in the world can do it. Or can do it the way that it was done originally, right? Um, there's a Maserati Ghibli here that um, – um, they had a special die where they, they did this puncture pattern in, in the seat, 
right? And the leather in the seat. And there's only one person in the world that has that particular die that punches the holes in just the right way, right? And he's, he, I was he his, found him. his name is Ed. I can't remember his last name, but he, he owns that gray Maserati Ghibli over there. And he tracked that guy down. Right, oh you know, to do God. that. This is really serious stuff, right? But that's high. That's that's a high-level concourse car, yeah. though, too. It know? is. Um, now, there's the reverse of that, right? And the reverse of that is is there are people that believe, and I won't mention names, that they are the ultimate, you know, expert on. Let's pick Ferrari Whatever, yeah. as an example. So, uh, to the point I made earlier, where they'll say, you know, I'm looking at the tail lights on this 1955 166 millimeter Ferrari. And and I would happen to be judging at a at a very special Ferrari event, and the chief judge, who is the expert, uh, was picking apart the taillight screws. Guy had the wrong taillight screws, and I I finally got so sick of listening. I go, listen, you are completely full of crap. Right? <laughs> you know, I can, mean, can you say crap? Say. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and I'll I'll tie that to Carol Shelby right here uh, uh, before he passed away. He was here, but. I was saying, you know, in, in, in 1955 in Italy, that was, again, post-war Italy, they were using whatever they could get their hands on. You were lucky if you got the same taillight screws from car to car. Much, I don't even think right you'd get left. up to the right to left, right? right? right to because left, yeah. they didn't have, they just took whatever they could get their hands on. Because all so, the production was destroyed. Yeah, so you're, so what, what is your stable datum for those taillight screws or that hose clamp screw, whatever it might be? And uh, I, just so we fast-forward. Ten years later, and, and Carol and Sterling Moss were here. I don't know if you remember that yep. when they were here. So we were having lunch and dinner for two or three days together. And I was sitting there listening to stories, and it got down to building cars. And I told that story. And Carol says, Frank, he goes, shit, when we were building the – excuse me. No, when, we, when, we, when we were building the Cobras, I'd send the guys down to the East Hardware, and they'd come back with bags of screws and bolts, and that's what we used on that exactly. car that day. And if they didn't have the same ones the next day, then we got whatever we get our hands on. Or, or went to and the next store. And that's in America, right, yeah, where you yeah, get yeah. a 1,000 of anything. In Italy, you couldn't do that. So there is a little bit of, of baloney there with, you know, the, the over – judging of these cars. Overzealous. The taillight right. screws yeah. Yeah. in to be particular, perfect. yeah. And that doesn't surprise me. I've been to some shows, uh, Corvette shows in particular, that are exactly the same way. Oh, you guys are crazy. <laughs> That's the last group of cars I want to judge Welcome as Corvettes. Welcome to our world. <laughs> yeah. The well, second, yeah. Second, second of that over judging of these little cars. Little overzealous. The taillight right. screws yeah. Yeah. in to be particular, perfect. yeah. And that doesn't surprise me. I've been to some shows uh, it, Corvette shows in particular that are exactly the same way. Oh, you guys are crazy. <laughs> That's the last group of cars I want to judge. Welcome Corvettes. to our world. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it. So. Oh, that's what they're for. Yeah. Right. I got a 20-year-old one that's got 25,000 miles on it. So I'm, I'm good. It's, it's like it's brand new. Um, so what, uh, what do you do? You have more judging to do today, or overseeing some judging? Yeah, well, the judging is pretty much complete right now. I'll be going upstairs after this interview, and uh, those of us that are the quote-unquote VIP judges are looking through the show for the best of show, and then any special award winners that are cars that really require special mention. Uh, the judging process here is a, is a point-based uh, judging process where you're looking at the interior, you're looking at uh, you're looking at the engine compartment, you're looking in the trunk, you're looking at the quality of the chrome work, 
you're looking at all the de- the headlights, the tail lights. You're right. looking at all the detail, but then you know you might not have a car that really meets that because the person actually drives it. But it's a really special car, and it really deserves to be recognized because of that. Yes, you know. Absolutely. So we're looking we're looking for those as well. How do, and it, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to ask how how does this show compare to say Amelia Island or Pebble Beach? You know, Bob and I talk about this a lot, and Bob always thinks he wants it to be like Pebble Beach. No, it shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be. No, no. No. every show is unto itself. Right. So this is the only show I can think of, one, that on a a non-rainy weekend, you know, across a Saturday and Sunday, Bob will bring in 17,000 people, right? Um, And and it's it's easygoing and it's casual. You know, I'm not walking around with a blue blazer on and a white shirt and a tie, you know, sweating my butt off you know Down at Pebble uh, Beach, you know yeah. and and making it you know looking good as opposed to feeling good this is a feel-good show it's about the people and it really is about the fact that he's bringing the community together uh the community of car people together together with a community of people that maybe don't know so much about them right. but appreciate seeing them and they can bring their family here it's it's it's, it's affordable i mean think about it. you go to pebble beach today it's 350 dollars a ticket you know, Plus you're, talk, you you're talking, talking $1,500, you know, if you're a family of four to come in. It's right. crazy, right? Yeah. But you, you can come to this show and see some of the cars. You Like, you know, you have Barbara Hutton's Rolls-Royce right here. Spectacular. The German Horsch, Horsch. one of seven that were built off the charts car. I mean, that that is a Pebble Beach winner type car. It's right here. You have it right here. And I don't know what Bob charges now. What is it? 50 bucks? 30 What does it cost? 30 you? 30, Thirty bucks. Yeah, yep. thirty. So I'm talking about less than a third, you know, uh, of what yeah. it cost. You know, so it's a, a third attempt of a what tenth, it costs yeah. to go to Pebble Beach. You know, it's it's a very different show, and it's the best of its type. I can't think of another show in the country that brings in this many people with this quality of cars, and it's as friendly and easygoing as this. Somebody asked me the other day, what makes Keels and Wheels different than Autorama or any of the other car shows that they have around in the Houston area? And we continue to get more and more car shows here. Lots and lots of cruise-ins. You could pick a weekend and have 100 cruise-ins, you know. And I said, well, this is unlike any of the other car shows. And it truly is. First of all, you got the setting here at the Lakewood Yacht Club, which is absolutely stunningly beautiful. And the nice thing about this, as opposed to a golf course show, uh, you can actually see people walking up and down the street, not getting their feet dirty or whatever the case may be. This is a, a, a truly a special show for us to be involved in. And we're lucky uh, because we get invited back every year. We don't know why, but we do. <laughs> yeah. and, but but it's it's a great uh, event for us, and um, it, it, because we get to meet you, we would where else would we meet you? Um, and and the other guests that we've had on today, and that's part of the reason that we do these remotes because it's a whole lot easier. Trust me, to be in the studio every week and not get out. I can but, imagine. Yeah. Well, you and, know, Barry McGuire is one of my best friends in the world, right? When we were together. What a character! Well, he's he's an, an unbelievable man. I mean, this guy is. Full of energy, I, too. I, full of energy, but he's also probably the kindest, most spiritual man you will ever meet in your lifetime if you really get to know him. But, you know, here, here Barry McGuire is invited to be, he's like a rock star. When we're at Pebble Beach, 
he wants to walk the show, I refuse to do it because you can't get 10 feet. So I say, Barry, the only way I'm going to walk the show, I want you to hold the phone to your ear and pretend you're talking. You know, people otherwise you we won't to... get from one car to another. He's surrounded by people. Right. right? So it speaks volumes that Barry McGuire is here at Keels and Wheels. The other point you made about Keels and Wheels, the boats, yeah. right? Yep. I mean, the wooden boats that are here are spectacular. I'm not a boat guy, <laughs> and I can truly appreciate those boats. There Beautiful. you go. The workmanship in them. So when you come as a VIP judge in your area of specialty, which is going to be the high-level Italians and coachwork cars, you're overseeing some judges that are watching. Are you also training them, teaching them some of what your knowledge is as they're to help them become better judges or not necessarily become better judges, but to see what you see. If I, if I could, I, I do, but it, it's not so much teaching as it is discussion point, right? So we're looking at a car. I might point out something that, I don't know if you notice this, the, they're, they're very confident. You know, the judges that Bob picks here are very good at what they do. Sometimes it's just that you've had a particular experience. You do your own car restorations. I have a complete machine shop in my garage, right? And and I'll notice something that maybe they just didn't see only because I just got done rebuilding that particular component in the engine compartment as an example. So um, we were discussing wheels on uh, some of the cars over there, and there was a, a lot of misinformation about whether or not the rims on one of those Italian cars is alloy as opposed to steel, and, you know, there are people that, the ones that know, you know, I know for sure. <laughs> and it turns out that this gentleman had just a letter from the guy who actually made the alloy wheels available to those particular cars and could prove it that his car was right. And it looks better with the alloy wheels, too, by the way, right? Certificate so, of so authentication. So you learn something from the car owner. Right, so the more you're that judging, adds to your knowledge. Right, yeah, it's the old story. Keep your mouth shut, keep your ears open, right, and listen. Those owners will teach you volumes because they're actually going through it they're very experientially. Right? Yeah, yeah, they spent the time, they spent the money, and they've sure. got their ears open, and and they know their stuff. So hopefully, it's educational on all parts, from the owner to you, from you to the owner, and amongst the judges, you're all sharing your knowledge. That's just right. the way that we feel about it in the Corvette organizations. Gosh. So what you do, and I think Conrad alluded to it, we've had other guests on here that have either gotten their inspiration from a family member, a father, a grandfather. Are you passing this on to a family member? Or? Yeah, I've got a, I have a 19-year-old. I'm 70, by the way. My son is 19. My daughter's 23. These are my first kids. So I wish the, I looked that good. That's the second time around. But, but you know, my grandfather, uh, you know, I come from a family of Italian immigrants, right? And uh, my parents were born in Italy. But my grandfather was actually in America in the early 1900s, and he was trained as a blacksmith as a kid in Italy. So he knew how to cast metal, and he knew how to machine metal and form metal. He hand-built the first Oldsmobile engine for Arioles, the 1901 oh. curved dash Oldsmobile. Be still my heart. Right? <laughs> but, but that happened because he was introduced to Arioles by Henry Ford because my grandfather and grandmother, when they first got married, lived across the street from Henry and Clara Ford. And he used to go over the jug of homemade wine and help Henry Ford build his first little four-wheel carriage, right? And he used to always tell the family, he goes, that Henry Ford's a great businessman, not such a good mechanic. Right? You know? <laughs> I, I worked for 25 years for Oldsmobile Division. Dude. So I was yeah, a field dude. engineer with them here in yeah. Easton. 
So you knew Lloyd Royce, son. Uh, <laughs> I knew who he was. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't fly at that level. He's a good buddy. He's uh, a very good man. Yeah. And we had Kip Wysinko here. Kip's here, yeah. Uh, good friend, yeah. Uh, oh, he's here today? He's here with his, with his, with Rico, with his uh, okay. girlfriend, yeah. Yeah, we, we've had him on the show as well, and I kind of crossed paths with him, but he wouldn't know who I was. I'd Other be, than being here, well, he's here. If you want to, I can I can call him for if you want to interview. Oh, I, I think well, we're, 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 we're going to run out of time out, yeah. out here. You're, you're, you're helping us close this world. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I hope I did a good job. You did a great <laughs> job. Excellent job. Excellent yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. The weather's it's, breaking a little bit, so hopefully some people are going to more people are going to come out. Oh, it'll it'll be good this afternoon. Yeah. yeah real. But good. all kidding aside, this is a very special show. I mean, I met a lot of them all over the country. And there isn't anything quite like this, you know, when he has the flyovers and it's so patriotic. And, you know, I mean, everything about it is pure Americana, and that's what I love about it. Welcome to Texas. Thank Beautiful so setting, much. yeah. Frank, thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you. It was a real honor and a pleasure to meet you, and uh, we hope to run into you again soon. It's a pleasure to meet all of you as well. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you much, Frank sir. Frank Campanelli, VIP judge out here at uh, today's Keels and Wheels. And we're getting ready to wrap things up here uh, in just a few minutes. Frank, let me shake, shake your hand as well, if you don't mind. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Um, I wanted to uh, give you another couple of stories before we leave. Uh, it's, it's story time. So I need to see 50. Uh, Did you uh, hear that? Uh, two plus two. Ram has announced that they're Probably going to produce an electric pickup truck in 2024. Yes, I, I, yes, I did. I did know that. And uh, a group representing auto suppliers told U.S. lawmakers on Tuesday it opposes setting a firm date to end the sale of new gasoline-powered passenger cars and expects those vehicles will be sold at least for another 20 years. Hey, I don't think we'll be around in another 20 years. Hey, so hey, we, hey. we made it all the way. So that, that's a good thing. There, Governor well. of a dozen U.S. states, <laughs> including California, New York, Massachusetts, and North Carolina, and many U.S. lawmakers have called on President Joe Biden to back ending sales of new gasoline-powered vehicles by 2035. Morons. California said in September it planned to end sales of new gas-powered passenger vehicles by 2035. Good. Well, I think I think that that's exactly what you need to do. Uh, by the way, NHRA announces the addition of new electric vehicle class to the Summit ET series you for 2022. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, they, they've been they've been practicing with it. They've got a couple of them out there right Gartland now. Gartland says yeah. his electric yeah. stuff going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, federal judges agreed to delay a competency hearing to determine whether former Reynolds and Reynolds CEO and Houstonian Bob Brockman can assist in his defense against tax evasion charges. Uh, Judge Hanks on Wednesday signed an order moving the scheduled competency hearing uh, from June 29th to September 13th. Uh, Brockman, 79, was taken to the emergency room in Houston Methodist Hospital on March the 14th. He's out now. How but, convenient. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, got, I got a feeling that Bob ain't going to make make it to trial is my, my guess. Then the, the Volkswagen story. Oh, my God, here we go. It's still going. Yeah. Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, has opened an inquiry into the U.S. unit of uh, Volkswagen Group over a marketing stunt in which it falsely said uh, it was, turn the page, Don, they're all stuck together. Not because of that. Uh, Changing its name in the United (laughs) States to Volkswagen 
A person briefed on the matter confirmed to Reuters company in March apologized for a false statement it issued about a phony name change was widely slammed on social media. The stunt which April came Fools. ahead of April Fool's Day was meant to call attention to its EV efforts, the car maker said. They are in so much trouble because of the Volkswagen thing. Well, speaking of electric cars. Don't go into the story because I have to take a break. So you just have to wait. We'll be back right after this. Uh, you have the list. <laughs> you got the list. Baby. And here's the list right here. And while we're waiting for the list, Ford's supposed to reintroduce the Lightning as an electric pickup. I think it's Bayway. Here you go. There's the list. Right here. Right there. See the time? See the time there? See what time it says that you want to take the you break? You ain't got no time. You ain't got no time. <laughs> so uh, we got to wait for David to set this up. And uh, so, uh, because he, Don forgot to bring his, because I his forgot. magic box. It's all your fault, David. Is that in, what you call it? In keel time. That's what I just did call you it. You did just call it that, didn't you? All right. Well, in keel time. Uh, it's it's been a, a true uh, honor and pleasure, and it has been a true something else. But I can't even begin I have to George, say what it is. George George has a word for it. I'm sure George has. A I word have never for been this far wet on a Saturday morning. You've never what? Been this wet on a Saturday morning. I'm soaked. Want to thank uh, Bob Fuller for having us yeah. out here for this as well. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's not Bob's fault. No. No, it it's wasn't her, meant that way. way. No, it was that. meant a real thank you. Because yeah. yeah. no, we always you know, enjoy coming out and, here. And look at more and more people are streaming in. As and we, we sit and here I'm as, so as, sorry as that we totally screwed it up. So everybody, please forgive us. Okay, you can play that now. Winning the highest sales satisfaction award among all luxury brands from J.D. Power in 2020 tells you everything you need to know about your Lincoln purchase from Bayway. Bayway Lincoln is where a premium buying experience is a priority, and you're invited to feel it yourself. This Houstonian-owned premier dealership is managed by Lincoln Stahl, a seasoned member of the Bayway family. If it's online, in person, or in your own driveway, Bayway gets you to the luxury level you deserve. Bayway Lincoln is on the Gulf Freeway at Fuquay, just inside Beltway 8. Visit baywaylincoln.com today. Tailpipes and Tacos is Houston's premier cruise-in, and you're invited to join in. Whether you're a cruiser or spectator, Tailpipes and Tacos is the place to enjoy made-to-order breakfast tacos, fresh coffee, and mingle with Houston's fun car people. Mark your calendar for Saturday, May 15th for Tailpipes and Tacos at the Lupi Tortilla Mexican Restaurant in Katy, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tailpipes and Tacos is free and everyone's invited. You'll see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals, and resto mods all at one location. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in a friends and family event at the Lippy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10 in Katy. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Lippy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in, tailpipes and tacos, Saturday, May 15th, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Lupi's in Katy. The in-wheel time car show will be there, too. Get your ride ready, and we'll see you at the tailpipes and tacos Saturday morning cruise in, May 15th, 8 to 11 a.m. at Lupi's in Katy, weather permitting. Weather permitting. Did you hear that? Yep, well, wait. hey, everybody, that's it for this episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show from the 25th Annual Keels and Wheels Concours d'Elegance at the Lakewood Yacht Club in Seabrook, Texas. Hey, when you're on Facebook, please give us a like. Tell your friends about us. Share our junk if you don't mind. You'll get to Conrad's unicorn hunting features along with all things automotive all week long. The In Wheel Time Car Show streams on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and on InWheelTime.com. Special thanks to all of our guests today and especially to Mr. 
Mr. Bob Fuller, the founder of Keels and Wheels, for putting up with our shenanigans for another Yay. year. And also Thank thanks to Daryl Wisniewski and Lincoln Stahl from the Bayway dealerships for sponsoring today's show. The Inwheel Time Chief Engineer is the fabulous David mm. Ainsley, our Marketing Manager and Video Technical Director, Mr. Jeffrey D.Z. Zekin. We need more Jeff. We do. For booking agent and podcast man, Mike out of this world, Mars, his royalty king, Conrad DeLong. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our next live show next Saturday, 8 to 11 a.m. Central Time, right here on the Smoke and Mirrors Network. So long for now, and enjoy your weekend. Shots for everybody. Please, please. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.